With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 228th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons won 34-27 over the Denver Broncos on Sunday afternoon to improve to 3-6 overall and 3-1 and under interim head coach Raheem Morris. The Broncos dropped to 3-5 and on the season. Uh, the Broncos rallied from a 27-6 deficit behind second-year quarterback Drew Locke, but came up a little short there. Big plays by Ricardo Allen and Grady Jarrett at the end, and then uh, some uh, uh, botched play by the Broncos at the end. They couldn't get uh, it done with 44 seconds left and 80 yards to go. And the uh, Falcons offense, more disappointingly, after opening the game on fire, scoring on five of their six possessions minus a kneel down, uh, they did, were held in check down the stretch. Uh, really disappointing for them. They couldn't run the clock out with one minute and 51 seconds to go against a middle-of-the-road Denver Bronco defense. But we got some challenges coming up here. We're going to hear from Todd Gurley, Fourier, Ulakan, defensive tackle Grady Jarrett. Look at some of the game notes here. And then we will um, look ahead to the NFC South uh, standings and the schedule as the Falcons are going into the bye week at 3-6, and six, kicking themselves, wondering, man, what if we'd have won those three games that we should have won? We'd have been tied for first place with the Saints and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't think, um, let me double check that because I think uh, they moved ahead. There's one extra game there. Yeah, yeah, Saints 6-2 and two, and the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are 6-3. and three. So, But still, the point is the Falcons could have been right up there uh, with them, you know, talking about the playoffs and uh and all kinds of good stuff. But, hey, it didn't happen that way. So let's go ahead and hear from Todd Gurley. He's been coming the best uh, post-game interview on the team. Uh, so let's go right to Todd here. We winning. Ain't much to complain about, especially when we came from losing. So um, just happy to be able to do that. And like you said, going about week, feeling good. I think everybody's pretty much healthy. If not, we're going to get a couple guys back. So, looking forward to that. Uh, late, late in the game, there, you guys had you know a chance to run down the clock, had an illegal formation penalty, stop the clock. Were you worried at all that Denver was going to get the ball back with I think it was forty-four seconds and a chance to tie it? Um, we were just being us right there, uh, making everybody nervous. Um, Got to stop doing that. Got to find a way just to, like you said, coach say, step on that net, 
and just eliminate all the BS and, and just go out there and just execute. So, um, you know, sometimes we like to make it a little harder on ourselves, but we 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 finish. We finish. That's all. That's all we we had to do. Um, defense did an excellent job. Rico, um, shout out to him and was able to punch it in right after that. And but yeah, as an offense, we got to do a little better. Um, to not, you know, put the defense in certain situations and just get a further down, you know. You got your ninth rushing touchdown of the season today. What are your thoughts on that and the running game overall? Um, you know, obviously, man, we just – it's a win. So, you know, going to focus on that. Um, haven't really looked at the film. Um, we didn't get, get, didn't get too many explosive runs, but – I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough to run this lead, man. It's definitely tough, man. You know, they you gotta give it the, give credit to Denver. They did a good job of, of executing on that end. But it's it's definitely some stuff that we can fix um, on the offensive side. You know, that's that's the point about football. No matter you win or you lose, you know, you can always get better. Um, you can get better with your wins and get better with your losses and, and learn from that. So just gotta keep doing better and, and keep getting better. With Calvin out, uh, Olamide had a big day. Powell gets a touchdown. Christian Blake was involved. What do you think of the young receivers stepping up? Mm, they did a great job. Not only that, um, the offense did a great job. Those two touchdowns came on third down. And, I mean, you know, you don't you take them two touchdowns away. That's a close ball game. So, you know, credit for Matt for staying in there, um, slinging it, and, and those guys coming in, stepping in. Stepping up, playing big, and you know, shout out to those guys. They did, they did their thing. They did what they were supposed to do, and you know, you got to give credit. Those guys been working hard, uh, you know, every day in practice. Coach Morris said a little bit ago that that you guys, the offense, kind of stalling late, have more to do with Denver succeeding on defense than anything you did wrong. Did you feel the same way about that? Yeah, like I said, um, you know. Um, we, we definitely have to do better as an offense, but at the end of the day, you got to give good credit to Denver, too. You know, you know they have guys just like we have guys, and they did a good job of, of being able to know what they needed to do, know the situation. They needed to get the ball back. They had three timeouts, and they was able to do that. And, you know, we just got to figure out ways to, to, to get better on offense to overcome that. That was Todd Gurley. Uh Video from the team website left out the funniest part of the interview when uh, they asked Ty what was he going to do on uh, on the bye week. And he uh, uh, we got a whole story on AJC.com about what the different people were saying they were doing on the bye week. But Todd said it's going down on the bye week. So uh, they can't go out of town and have to stay in town for testing. So it's no be, no, not going to be... Uh, uh, you know, a lot of festive stuff, so it's not going to be club pandemic over at Gurley's, but uh, he said it was going down, so I don't know what it is, but I know uh, the vernacular. Let's go to linebacker. I don't know why they cut that out. Let's go to linebacker. Uh, Foyer Ulikon had another big game, led the team in tackles here. Here he is. Okay, first and foremost, let's talk about what it feels like to get the first home win of the season this year. Oh, it's good. I like winning. We're way home, but, you know, when at home, I get to go home on this drive, be really happy. Kind of going off of that, how does it feel to be on a winning streak now? That's good, too. We obviously uh, want to make sure we got this win before the bye, and uh, when we come back off the bye, keep it going. 
Jeff Albrecht said that he hopes that you start to get the recognition that you deserve earlier this week. He said that because of the way you've been playing. Have you had time to really think about how far you've been able to come as a player so far? No, I mean, I know the team's going to ask a lot of me. I already think about that in the middle of the season. Um, I always want to improve every week. I definitely put everything I got into the, this game this year so far. Just hopefully we keep getting more wins. How important is it for you to continue to play well to make a statement to the team as it assesses players for the future? We play for each other, this team, definitely. I want to keep playing well. I want to keep, uh, you know, showing my effort and making plays, and then everybody rides off of that. If somebody else is making plays, you ride off of that too. So everybody going to be playing together as a unit, and I think that's really important. What was the difference in the second half today after holding Drew Locke to 98 yards passing in the first half? They're a running team, so when it was down in the second half, they started throwing the ball. That's it. How did you see some of the guys up front step up in the absence of Dante and Tack? We all rested the team today. Uh, everybody, you know, gave all, they gave their best effort, and I think that's really important. I think as a team, we always play hard, no matter who's up uh, for the week. What did the defense say to one another before that final drive that Denver had today? We was excited to be out there again. We said we were going to win it. Let's do it right. Um, whatever play was going to happen whoever in that position, let's make the play. Let's get this W. Has there been anyone that you've really tried to learn from the most over these last couple of weeks where you've been able to, you know, develop your game a little bit more? First, it starts with Brick. With all the advice he gives, I'm definitely a sponge when he's taught because he played in the league for so long and he, you know, watches my games firsthand. And really, anytime I see watching film, I'm seeing another linebacker doing well. I'm always taking notes on him. Um, and seeing what I could maybe implement to my game. Because it's never finished, I can always get better. So that's really my goal this season. For you, does it always feel good to get after the quarterback? Yeah, definitely. Uh, make a quarterback hit, get, a, get the ball out of his hands, I think it helps the whole defense, and that's what I'm all about. Did having that stop last week in the two-minute give this group a bit more confidence going into the end of the game today? Yeah, I mean, starting last week, we definitely started putting a lot more emphasis on two-minute. Uh, so when we came in, uh, in that last drive, we were definitely ready to make it happen again. Where do you feel like the mentality of this defense is right now? We're going to keep winning games. That's all it is right there. Do whatever we got to do to win. That's Foyer Olukan, the uh, Falcons fine linebacker out of Yale, St. Louis, John Burroughs High. Uh, he's the guy who um, I did uh, the blitzes before the game. Uh, he is the leading blitzer for the Falcons. He had 31 coming into this game and had a few more as he had several quarterback hits and a sack. So, uh, Foyer is their biggest weapon. They know they have to get over the pass rush or not having one, so they're trying to make one, and that's going to be important coming down the stretch here. Uh, those voices now writing the narrating the interviews or – um, you know, we have to go into a uh, virtual pod. Uh, I wouldn't have let him off the hook so easy when he dismissed uh, uh, Maria's question on, the, uh, you know, how the defense was feeling going back out there. We, You know, it's just some things we're dealing with in a virtual year. Uh, but Justin Felder from Fox did the girly interview, and uh, that was Maria Martin. We submit our questions in the, the chat room, and the, they got the TV people asking them to try to move it along a little quicker. Uh, we're missing the ability to be able to, you know, follow up and uh, delve a little deeper and so forth. So, But uh, 
Uh, yeah, I decided halfway in the season I don't like this format, but uh, we're, it's here, and we hopefully it's not here for the long term. Let's move on um, to the game notes, then we'll look at the South, uh, hear from Grady Jarrett, and then wrap up the schedule, and then get on out of here. Got to get to the dentist this morning. I don't like going to the dentist, but we'll be we'll I'll have to get over there today. Okay, we got um, just some of the game notes of the highlights here. Uh, you know, they did get two fourth down stops uh, again today. They've uh, limited opponents to five conversions on f 15 fourth down attempts this season, 33.3%. Uh, uh, Ten first down stops are the second most in the NFL. So they're getting off the field the hard way sometimes. Uh, Matt Ryan, 25 of 35 for 284, three touchdowns, one interception uh, for 112.1 passer rating. In the second quarter, second quarter, Ryan's 12th completion surpassed Peyton Manning's 4,682 for the most com completions through a player's first 13 seasons in the NFL. Smarks the 44th game with... Three plus touchdowns, the most in franchise history and 10th most in NFL history. Of course, Todd Gurley went 19 carries of 53 yards and a four-yard touchdown, two catches for two yards. Almost got him killed on a swing pass. Um, led him right into the safety. Uh, this marked the ninth touchdown of the season for 2020. He's tied uh, with Devontae Freeman, who had nine and 2015 for the second most through the first nine games of the season in franchise history. Second-year man, Lamade Zacchaeus, had four catches for 103 yards, including a 51-yard touchdown. Uh, that was his first 100-yard career game and his second career touchdown. He had a 93-yarder against Carolina last year. Brandon Powell had a nine-yard receiving touchdown, the first of his career. Tight end Hayden Hurst. Had a career-high seven catches for 62 yards. And Julio Jones had five catches for 54 yards, 21-yard touchdown. Uh, this most marked the most yards Jones has posted against the Broncos in his career. The touchdown was the 60th of Jones's career, making him the third player in franchise history to amass 60 total touchdowns. Name the other two. We'll come back to that one. Fourier Olakon led the team with 10 tackles, 7 solo, 1 for loss, four, 4 quarterback hits, and 1 pass. So there you see right there, that's your pass rusher. You know, they had to start the two defensive ends this week uh, with uh, Fowler and Tack out, which, you know, they were counting on them being the pass rushers. Uh, but uh, Alan Bailey and Stephen Means started, and, you know, those are run-stuffing guys. So uh, they, they didn't get there. Fourier, that was his first career sack. So they've been sending him all year, but he just got his first sack. But he got some hits, so that's good, too. Uh, he also recovered one of the onside kicks. Deion uh, Jones had the other one. Uh, two onside kick recoveries. Progress is being made in the special teams department. Okay, Ricardo Allen had one tackle, two pass breakups. 
Fourth quarter interception on Denver's 12. That was big now in retrospect because they let this Denver come back again. They had them down 27-6. to six. Todd alluded to it, you know, finishing them off. You know, they didn't do it. Uh, defense did get uh, the late stop. Two onside kick recoveries. Offense couldn't move. Um, you know, they got to get better in all those areas. You know, they got the onside kick part down. The uh, offense running out the clock part hasn't gotten better all year. They won't go power, like I said. They should have put Olison in there and put him and in in Keith and just pounded at people. But they ran Gurley for four yards, then a no-stop, then a, a one-yard game, but a, a penalty that stopped the clock. So his interception was huge because then they throw it to Hurst for eight yards and Gurley scores for four. Those ends up being the winning points. Okay, kicker Youngway Koo connected on, uh, made a 52 and 35 yarder. Uh, he made all four of his extra point attempts on Sunday. He missed three this year. One big one last week, which could have been uh, detrimental, but was not. Since week four, he's made all 13 of his field goal attempts. So let's look at some of the key stats here. Uh, both teams had 23 first downs, uh, held them. They had them two for eight in, in, in third downs uh, midway through the third, I believe. Might have been at halftime. But they ended up letting them go five or eight the rest of the way. So... They had a good third down day going, like the two for ten against Carolina, but they let up at the end. Once they got the big lead, they let up. That's what it is. Um, they think they can, you know, kind of cruise it on in, and, and then they end up getting in trouble. You know, good teams take care of the riffraff, uh, and uh, you know they're not they're not in that group right anymore. So they let them back in five of eight after holding them two of eight to start the game. And then uh, Atlanta was 6-13 on third downs. Denver ends up, they end up giving up yards. They're down 27-6. They got them in check. They, got, they had 98 yards passing in the first half, and they end up with, you know, 405 total yards, uh, 302 uh, passing yards. So total yards, 405. They got outgained to 363. Falcons were outgained. Denver had 71 plays to 69. Uh, their average game was 4.7, 2.9, because they know they're going to two-minute. They're down 27-6. You're going to give up something and prevent, but you, you don't have to give up all this. And so the good teams don't give up all that. So, you know, they, they uh, we're getting ready to see, um, you know, what's real here in, over the final seven games. Uh, rushing, 103-92. Passing there again, 302-271. Penalties are washed, 5 for 65, 5 for 61. Uh, turnover, big turnover. Man, Ryan uh, starts the second half, tries to go deep to Alameda uh, again. He thought he saw something, but uh, rookie Justin Simmons dropped back over the top at safety and uh, got an interception. And then uh, late Rico, Ricardo Allen interception off of the Grady Jarrett pressure. Man, if they don't get that touchdown, you know, we're here talking about a different story. And the punts, uh, net 36.6 for the Falcons, 45 for the Broncos. Uh, 
Time of possession. That's what that was big. They 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 had a. The first four drives were at least four minutes and thirty, and uh, three of them were five minutes, and uh, they were they were just off to a great start, and then uh, fell apart there in the second half with a punt, punt, interception, punt. I believe that's correct. No, TD. The TD was uh, was key. It was punt, punt, TD, punt. The last four possessions. Uh, and the disappointing one was the 151 when you couldn't run out the clock. Fourier Olacon 10 tackles Deion Jones 6. Keanu Neal 5. Had a missed tackle early. Let a 42-yard game get out the house. Uh, A.J. Terrell continued to play well. 5, five uh, tackles. Fourier with the sack. Ricardo Allen with the interception. And two passes defense. So we, uh, you know, one of the other big things in this game was they were juggling the cornerbacks. Uh, uh, Isaiah Oliver started at right cornerback. Uh, Darquez Denard came in for him. We'll do the play time breakdown here once we get uh, situated today. And uh, Bleeder Ray Wilson came in for Isaiah Oliver. So we talked about that in the five. Um, Five things we learned is, you know, Coach Morris said you can never have enough corners. Uh, they didn't give out the, you know, Sheffield had a tough time with Jerry Judy, and, and Darquez did a lot better with him. So, you know, he's going to be juggling the corners here down the stretch, and uh, the pass defense has got to improve, so maybe that'll do it. So now the, the NFC South, where they stand. The Falcons have some company in the basement. The Carolina Panthers are also three and six. Tampa Bay is six and two, and the Saints or excuse me, Tampa Bay six and three, and the Saints are six and two after their thirty-eight to three victory over the Bucks on Sunday Night Football. It was a yawner. They went out thirty-one to nothing. Uh, Jameis Winston got in the game. Uh, Tyson Hill was running all over the place. Jared Cook had a bad, uh, our guy Jared Cook covered him in high school at North Gwinnett High. They had a, uh, he had a fumble. He was trying to get in and the Saints, and they got the ball off of him. I like those little Tampa Bay safeties, little Winfield and, uh, 33. Um, you know, they, they're buzzing around and keeping stuff on. They were, they didn't do that good yesterday, but... I like them. But that's where we are in the NFC South. Falcons are at home for the bye week, kicking themselves. Going, man, we could be right in the thick of this thing with everything on the line over the back stretch of the season. But, you know, they, they weren't able to do that. And so we're going to hear from Grady Jarrett, and then we're going to go over, look ahead to the schedule. As the Falcons head into the bye week. Let's get some Grady Jarrett going here. I appreciate you being here, man. Um, you guys have won three of the last four. You'll take a two-game winning streak into the bye week. Just how you feeling? Feeling good. Definitely good to get some wins and um, want to continue to build. And, uh, you know, <laughs> see how far we can take it. Uh, on that play, Ricardo got the interception. How did you get past the guard so quick, and how important was that interception in the grand scheme of things? Uh, the interception was very important. Uh, just being aggressive, hitting my gap, and uh, just, you know, it opened up for me. So 
uh, you know, it felt good to have an effect on that play, and Ricardo got the interception and was able to get a score after that, so definitely felt good. What did you guys talk about as a defense before that final sequence there at the end? Uh, just stepping up, you know. Um, two weeks in a row trying to finish it out on defense, and uh, we know the, the omen that, that, that followed us for the first half of the season, and we, we just wanted to um, step up again. And the fact that we did feels good, and uh, we just want to continue to carry that momentum uh, the rest of the season. Like I said, you guys have you know, won three or last four. How do you think the team has responded overall since the, the change in, at coach? Uh, I think we responded as good as you can. Uh, you know, we, we just, you know, control what we can control going out there and not giving up on our season and uh, just fighting every week. What have these last few weeks meant for you guys? What will, what will they mean for you guys after the bye was still a, a, a huge chunk of the season left to play? Uh, you said it. He was hungry to see the left to play. Everything we want is still ahead of us. And um, we put ourselves in a position to have success for this season still. We, we haven't given up. We're not giving up. And uh, know that we can, you know, be as good as we want to be. You guys were really able to limit their running backs in the rushing game. Locke had some scrambles. But was that a big part of the game plan to kind of force him to throw the ball, take away their run game? Yeah, absolutely. Taking away the run game is always top of our list week in and week out. Uh, put the ball in the quarterback hand, get some pressures to him, some hits, and uh, we was able to do that, and it felt good to, to you know, uh, slow up the running game. What have you seen opponents, Denver today, and other opponents trying to do to, to take you out of the game with the season you're having? Uh, you know, a lot of double teams, slide protections. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, I ain't, you know, I'm not one for excuses, but it's just been, a, you know, it's been a lot of attention, and, uh, but it's, it's a good thing, you know, and, you um, you know, I'm affecting, the, I'm affecting the run game, the pass game. Uh, my numbers in the pass game are going to come. You know, I'm staying I'm encouraged with that and because uh, I'm getting to the quarterback. So I um, definitely want to get to the point where I'm start racking it up. So, um, you know, I feel like just got to keep pushing, you know. Um, whatever and the attention that I cause, it frees up my teammates. And then when they start, you know, making big plays and it frees me up, you know, as you can see in the um, uh, play with Ricardo. So, you know, it works hand-in-hand, man. It's, it's a – it's a team game, and uh, I'm definitely, you know, pushing to be my best week in and week out. One more question. After the loss to the Lions, Coach Morris said he needed to see just one more play out of you guys on defense. Saw it from Dion today a couple times. What can you say about the play of the defense to be able to get those one big plays to put you guys over the top? Uh, just a finishing mindset and uh, just getting over that hump to where – um, you know, we was tired of, you know, not being able to finish the games on defense. And to, to, for, for us to have these, these big step-ups, you know, like Debo did at the end of the game and uh, whoever it may be, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been good, and uh, we just want to continue to build off of that. Grady Jarrett, hey, I got some bonus Ricardo Allen. Uh, we're going to hear from him. He had the big play of the game. Get him ramped up here. They were down by going to the fourth quarter, but when a team is down like that, you know exactly what they're coming out to do. You know that, you know, if they haven't been scoring all night and they wasn't scoring fast, they had to go for big shots. So that's the kind of stuff. It's just really just mental because they try to take shots early in the game. They really try to take shots in the game, and our corners and our um, everybody who was matched up on the person they were going to deep was, they did a really good job. We just got to make sure that transitions all the way through the end of the game. This team has always wanted to be aggressive on offense. What does it mean uh, to be more aggressive on defense with more blitzes? Bring the house. 
make and make them uh make decisions early. And when and when you make them make decisions early, you know it ain't always gonna be the best decision. So you get you get out there and you make these quarterbacks work, and that's them the people that you gotta make work for. You can't show them um you know what you're doing early. You want to make him when he catch the ball. You want him to have to decide exactly what defense we in and what throw he want to go to. So I, I like being aggressive. It make everybody make you know faster plays. You got to make you know quick decisions. Going back on your interception, um, how big was it for Grady to get by the guard and apply pressure and let that pass ahead in your direction? Oh yeah, that was Grady that got that. I appreciate that. I, I will mistake dinner or something. Whatever dinner he want, I'll take him out. So I appreciate it. I don't really know. I didn't know who did get it, but I knew it was pressure back there because I could tell when I was looking at the quarterback, he was a little bit uncomfortable. So for it to be Grady, you know, fifth round love, you know, fifth round is doing something. How do you feel? What do you feel the identity of this defense is now? I, mean, I know Raheem kind of, he sang, I'm not going to do it, be um, different, you know, kind of the song mentality. What, what is the identity of you guys? Man. Players. I, I, I think that, you know, easy in this season with the way that it started, we could have just, you know, said, forget it. You know, this season ain't really been worth it. But, you know, we, 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 we haven't done that. We've been going to practice and we've been putting it in and we will try to fight you all the way to the end. No matter if we're losing or winning, it don't matter. We're going to fight you all the way to the end. So you two games. They're going to fight all the way to the end. Well, let's look at that because when they come back, they got some ball. They got some big ball games. Only one game left against a team with a losing record. They're going to be uh, favored in one of these games. So, uh, you know, Vegas is going to have them going 1-6, which will make them 5-11 and 11 on the season. But, hey, you know, what if they do catch Magic uh, down the stretch here? Maybe they can, uh, well, they kind of, you know, 10 and 6 will probably get you in the playoffs. 9 and 7 uh, probably won't, uh, even with the extra spot uh, there. So I'm not even going to look up the playoff possibilities with this schedule here. Uh, unless they start winning. If they beat the Saints twice, then we got to start looking. Because uh, they, they play the Saints right away. On uh, uh, November 22nd down New Orleans, then Vegas comes to town. Then uh, New Orleans uh, is here on, on uh, December 10th, I believe that is. Then uh, uh, out to L.A. for the Chargers. Uh, showdown of the teams with the biggest collapses this year. It'll be the Collapse Bowl. Then uh, home for Tampa Bay, 6-3. and three. They'll be trying to get right for the playoffs, and especially after the, the Saints slapped them around twice this year. Uh, the Kings of the South, four in a row, think they're going for five. And then uh, Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes will come here to close out the uh, the home schedule. And then the Falcons will go down to Tampa Bay where the Bucks could be trying to rev up for the playoffs uh, and get right. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to have nothing clinched where they could be relaxed. Kansas City game might be like that. But, yeah, that's the schedule. That's what the Falcons have down the stretch. And it uh, looks like, uh, you know, they were hoping to be in the ball game here at the halfway point and then have to maybe split these coming down the stretch to get to 10-6 and, and maybe be in the playoff hunt. Uh, this was a tough part of the schedule. You didn't think they'd be able to sweep it. Uh, but that's pretty much where they are. After blowing three games in the first half of the season, they probably got to sweep this to um, – be a legitimate playoff contender. At least uh, they got to beat the Saints once, maybe twice. And, hey, folks love that. They'll take that. If they can beat the Saints twice, then they're legit. If not, 
you know, this is a season that I'm with the coach getting fired and the GM getting fired, and uh, they're just out there battling and trying to salvage it. But with that, let's get out of here for the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Follow us on Twitter at D. Orlando AJC. Subscribe to AJC.com and go to our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. Take care and have a great rest of the week. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.